You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper, a podcast about how to become a better and more successful yoga teacher. With Anastasia Shevchenko, the founder of the Berlin Yoga Conference, and Nadezhda Gapova, founder of Yoagna Yoga and Nonstop Yoga Festival. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper, episode 5, Finding Your Primary Influential Teacher. We don't say guru. <laughs> How and why? Today we are speaking about mentoring, about developing closer contact and relation over years, about the benefits of that, also about the disappointments then that can come when you have a teacher that really influences you. Sure. So how about we start by sharing our personal experience about having our primary influential teacher? Nadia, would you like to start? That's interesting. All the teachers I have had, they're still in my heart and I can still feel them. At the moment, uh, my primary teacher, Simon Boraka Lever from Yoga Synergy, all the relationships I had with my teachers <laughs> yeah they were just natural they come out of my wish to learn more from this person and then uh, I was trying to stay in contact to ask questions I can say that the, my first uh, teacher was really my first yoga teacher he he was for some years my influential teacher and learned a lot um, Igor Kuzmin from Ulyanovsk He's still teaching, very interesting. And uh, there was our, that we know both, uh, Sideski, Andrei Sideski and Andrei Lapa. And um, I learned a lot from Reinhard Gamentala. We were drinking tea together with people like, uh, he's also very often, open, <laughs> open. Uh, and if you ask questions, he's really giving such a big, wonderful um, answers. And um, Simon as well, he really organized after the class. He says, if you like, uh, we can go now, oh, oh, like a group of people drink some tea and discuss. I really like this. And um, yeah, we stay in touch. Mm -hmm. So my first teacher was a book. <laughs> It was actually Andrzej Sidiewski's book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started doing yoga to combat my scoliosis with this um, morning and evening practice book from Andrzej Sidiewski. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I did some Bikram yoga. I was younger. I was going to university and... It, it didn't really touch me so deep. It was very functional, kind of like training, a way to work out and keep fit. And uh, then I, I tried a couple of different um, yoga styles here and there. But in 2010, I, I went to Spain to study for one year. I did an exchange studies with my university to Spain. And in 2011, um, by the end of my studies in the summer, I tried out this uh, Ashtanga yoga studio next to where I used to live. And I had no idea what this method was about. Uh, there were these two Spanish people in their little apartment teaching people this uh, really intense yoga. And um, I really liked it. It really caught me. It really touched me deeply. And whatever I learned from them for a couple of months um, before I had to go back to Canada, I just took with me and I practiced at home for a long time. 
until I came in 2012 to um, to Berlin and uh, found uh, um, later an Ashtanga um, yoga teacher here and went to this teacher for one year uh, and even did like a teacher intensive with him. Uh, his name was Gisha Steffen and he had uh, this... Um, studio really close to my home which was very convenient mm -hmm. <laughs> I was actually at one point not very happy with the studio but because it was so close to my home I kept going there mm -hmm. because of that kind of like inertia you know and just keep doing whatever you're doing and it's really difficult to change <laughs> and then I got pregnant with my s first child and uh, that was uh, like the time where I stopped going to the studio and I practiced on my own and there were many uh, interesting changes in my body and a lot of things changed and after I gave birth I made a decision to go to a different Ashtanga yoga studio and ever since I've been very happy at that studio it's uh, Ashtanga yoga studio Berlin from Andrea Lutz who is a, a student long-term student of Nancy Gilgov which is uh, one of the first I mean the first woman student and one of the first uh, student American students of Patabi Joyce and it's uh, kind of like a older traditional lineage um, it's uh, a little different from like what is happening right now with like Mysore and people going to Mysore and Sharad Joyce uh, it's like a it's it's like these rebels you know these older uh, students um, uh, David Williams and Nancy Gilgoff that um, live right now in Hawaii and just like super cool chill people and they just felt like they they really um, felt connected to Patabi Joyce's teachings and that was their teacher and after he passed away they just kept on spreading their their lineage the way that they were taught and uh, they didn't go to the new teacher and like honestly I don't want to get into the politics of all of this because it's not so interesting for me I have to say that I really like my teacher and I like the idea that I have a teacher where I live because then um, it's very strong relationship um, you you probably miss your teacher I yes mean, uh, <laughs> you, you see your teacher probably like I don't know maybe once a year maybe two times yeah. a year um, but it's 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 like a very different relationship when you can go somewhere on a weekly basis. Uh, it's it's something that um, I recommend for everyone to experience. But of course, if it doesn't happen, it's also fine. And we all different people, and we all have different needs, and we're gonna speak about. Um, all the different possibilities and the good and the bad sides of having a teacher uh, in this episode. <laughs> hmm, let's continue. So how to find? Mostly it happens natural, out of my experience. I was not, yeah, I was searching in my heart. Mm -hmm. So I had an intention, I wanted to have a teacher, but I was not searching like going on the street and searching. Going on, on Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, the, really the person, they just came in my life. You, you meet the teacher. You know this old saying, when the student is ready, the guru appears. <laughs> the best. I never, like, I was, why I'm not having my uh, uh, teacher? The, they always say the guru appears, but am I not ready, really? <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, they really come. So don't s search, but uh, if you have an intention, he will come. And then the next step is to check the teacher <laughs> to find out if it's, it's the, your impression was right. It's mm. very important. 
I mean, this is, uh, I agree with that and I disagree. I mean, it's true that when you're ready, you will feel who is your teacher. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's good to go out and to try many different people. Mm-hmm. But what's important when you do that is that you dedicate a certain amount of time to spend with each person because you cannot just go to a class once and be like, no, that's that's definitely not my teacher. Uh, if you feel that the connection. It, there is a connection, then stay with them and see how it develops. Of course, sometimes you feel like, okay, this is really not for me. And of course, you don't have to stay there. <laughs> you don't have to force yourself. <laughs> But sometimes it's, it could be an interesting experience actually to stay in a class where you feel very uncomfortable and ask yourself a question, why? Why do you feel uncomfortable? So it's it, true. challenge yeah. yourself. Maybe uh, this teacher is your teacher precisely because they really trigger something in you, something mm-hmm. very deep. And if you can uh, see it come up to the surface of your awareness, that's a very big learning opportunity. Yeah, but there you are coming uh, to the um, topic that actually everyone is a teacher. Yeah, that's of course true. When you are about to develop relationship with the teacher, then you really need time a bit to be sure that this person whom you want really to follow is really the person you perceive and not only your imagination. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> It happens to many people when they fall in love with the idol. I mean, this is a very human quality yeah. to come up with uh, some kind of idealized version of a person. But we're going to speak about the pitfalls. Yeah, that's uh, uh, the pitfalls. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So when you, you read the articles, when you see the videos um, of this uh, person, you will not f- see the whole person. That what really you need is a personal contact. Physical, where, physical contact. <laughs> physical, where um, we'll speak about this. So first, uh, yeah, you know, you need this contact, you need this personal contact. So see if this person is open for the contact first. And uh, if you see, yeah, yeah, of course you will see if it's open or not, then try to find some time. Um, maybe you can even ask for the Uh, personal audience where you would like to ask your questions uh, a lot of teachers are very open um, they're just yeah doing it out of their uh, feeling of being on service in terms of yoga knowledge all the relationships um, they need time to grow it's like a friendship it needs time to become more ripe so don't push <laughs> but work on it work on your relationship with the teacher so on the yoga path you always have a teacher you can have um, many teachers but the point is that you want to stick to one person for a while and then when you feel like you have outgrown them that you cannot le- keep on learning from them like you feel like you've reached a plateau and that you need to move on then you thank them you it's very important yeah, yes, to you, say you, you you respect and and you appreciate everything that they did for you and you feel grateful and it's good to tell to tell them how how you feel about them before you move on <laughs> and usually it happens naturally and a very good teacher will actually tell you that you need to go yeah they will say I have taught you everything that I could and now I see that you have um, uh, become, became uh, um, 
you need bigger, to move on. that you become became more of a master than than I or or that there's there's everything that I could have taught you now it's time for you to take the next step on your path and of course mm-hmm. we, we we're just talking about this point that it, every relationship takes the time to develop so this is why it's so important to stick to one person for some time and not to jump around between teachers because you're going to get confused. Different people tell you different things and, and teach you in a different way. It would not help you to get too much information. Um, it just would create uh, confusion. <laughs> there would be no clarity. Your teacher is someone who's a little further on the path than you are. Uh, and it's someone who is compassionate, respectful, and someone that you can trust. While being in the relationship with your teacher, don't forget that it's your teacher. And even if um, he's open for you, stay polite. Um, don't uh, try to take as much time as you uh, can out of the teacher. I mean, this is staying Be also. respectful. Be respectful. Remember uh, the boundaries. Yeah, don't try to possess the teacher. So just don't forget that you're a teacher and a student relationship. In my opinion, a true teacher doesn't really teach. It doesn't give you instructions. It's someone who is more of a guide. They gently bring you to a place where you can learn something on your own. The, the the good teacher is not someone who tells you you're this and this and you need to do this and that. It's someone who kind of like holds a mirror to you. And in this mirror, you can see your own reflection. And as you become aware of who you are and what's happening inside of you, you gain your own insight about yourself and what you should be doing on your journey to move uh, forward yeah so a, a job of a good yoga teacher is to really create a situation where the student can achieve knowledge on their own kind of like gently led or pushed towards it and this you can't expect so you can't say my teacher is not gently (laughs) bringing me guiding me somewhere Um, this uh, happens also by itself so it's a natural quality of a teacher he will not do it on purpose guide you somewhere that's actually what Anastasia wants to say this teacher is not teaching you um, but um, just by being in your presence yeah or you by when you are being in the presence of the teacher and by having these qualities that kind of uh, resonate um, you can learn from this teacher from um, the example and maybe let you guide as well and if you listen to what the teacher is telling you then and mostly that's not that what Anastasia said that he's ta- telling you you should do like this and this and this but teacher is gentle um, then then you will uh, naturally follow this in your way yeah, well, it's actually a really good teacher knows how to also teach different people because some people need like um, a, like a gentle push and other people need more strict. It, it's true that maybe um, I put a bit too much emphasis before on this idea of, of be, uh, being like a gentle guide because that's where I am at my past and that's how I express myself as a teacher. But I know that some people, they really need like a strict kind of 
teacher and like someone who's kind of like staying there over them with a stick not not barking orders but kind of like putting the teach uh, the student back in their place because um that's what they need at that moment yeah but also, this is mostly, yeah, of course, the knowledge of a teacher, how to work with different people. Mm. But in any way, it has to be respectful and compassionate. You can tell the difference between a teacher who is being strict for your own sake or mm. out of their own yes. ego. And you should take care of it and be aware of it. Yeah. And another thing is, of course, that um, sometimes your teacher like tells you something and you're like, what? I, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and, and it takes years until the, the, this insight finally manifests itself in your being. And you remember that you had this teacher who told you this thing. And you're like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> and, and, then, and then if you get it, then send them a, a note. <laughs> if you can, give them a call or send them an email and be like, hey, remember you taught me this once and now I, I, really, I really understand what you meant. That's I think nice, your teacher yes. would really appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> because teachers are the humans. Yes. <laughs> They're not gods. And they also would be very happy for you that you've yes. made this progress, that you finally understood what they meant all along <laughs> and uh, that you made a progress. So there are also some problems that can appear on the way of relationship between teacher and the student. First of that we wrote down is um, that you can be involved in some sects and some cults and mostly you can notice it when they're really very wishfuling um, and inviting, yeah, always saying, yeah, come, stay, they with us and maybe then later doing this. I don't know. That's my, yeah. I, I hope I <laughs> never met this, but it's the problem is you, you don't really mm, feel it very well if it's this kind of... Mm. Um, well, I mean, it depends. Some, some people are just very nice and very welcoming. I think what makes a cult or a sect is the idea that there is um, a very clear hierarchy and the person at the top has a full power. That's, that's true, yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's where you have this over-reliance on, on, on this um, extreme type of authority. And what happens is that in the cults and sects, you are asked to submit yourself entirely to your teacher, to your guru. Um, to follow. And, uh, mm -hmm. To follow everything that they say without questioning. And if uh, this comes um, to a point where you find yourself in a situation where you are prohibited to think on your own and to question, um, then you should, you should uh, wake up, you should run away, you should really get out of that place as soon as you can because once uh, this happens... It's, it, it could be very dangerous. And another aspect of cults is that um, they really want you to come uh, into the group entirely and they uh, suck you in by um, encouraging you to cut off all the ties that you have to your friends and relatives. So in order to have like a complete power over you as a human being, they need to make sure that you don't have any contact to the rest of the world. But they do it in very um, um, 
subtle way. Subtle way by saying that uh, they never tell you like cut, yeah. Yes. But they will say like, you know, we are belong to some special group. We know more. The other people, they're just just ignorant. They don't know what they're doing. And uh, this is the way to show you that you belong to something better. And also, here I would like to speak about this relationship before I was uh, saying the word friendship and it's really in this occasion we were also talking don't forget that it's your teacher but in this way uh, in the sects the the difference between teacher and student is, is so big that you never can say it's actually uh, a friendship it's more like yeah authority as Anastasia told already Mm-hmm. And you can actually feel it very well normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends. It depends yeah. it de- because uh, cults and sects. What they do is that they attract a certain type of people, and they know their art very well. They know how to speak to those people. And when they see that someone comes who is like a free thinker or a rebel, they will be like, "Yeah, not for you." <laughs> <laughs> they will they will never try to convert someone that they know is impossible to convert mm-hmm. so usually the cults and sex they attract a certain type of people of course then we come to disappointments why why disappointment can come in the relationship between student and the teacher don't make your teacher into a god or into a saint even if it's an enlightened Um, a human being, someone who is just on a different level of consciousness, they're still a human being and they still can make mistakes. The, the, the best that you can do is to um, remember this because if you make them into um, someone that they're, they're not, even they probably don't ask for it. You are doing it yourself because of your own human quality of kind of like wanting to... Have your idol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To have your idol, to really submit yourself, to devote yourself to someone. The thing is that mm, you are creating your own disappointment yes. as a result. It's imp- like n- we are not gods, we're really human beings and it's not possible not to make mistakes. Exactly. If you're a living thing, biological system, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you are, you're not a saint. <laughs> Remember that all saints uh, have become saints after they've been dead. <laughs> <laughs> If you're living, yes. <laughs> And um, also getting too personal, too close to your teacher can um, cause problems because uh, problems more for your teachers because they they lose their authority and they can't be th- that strict to you as they actually should be or honest or like honest they, maybe yeah. they are really scared to hurt your feelings because you're like their friend and so you're not going to tell them what they actually should hear yeah so don't search for too personal too close connection because then because then you will u- lose your teacher <laughs> Yeah, you have to decide either this person is your teacher or it's your like best friend. And if you become best friends, then you have to find a different teacher. That's it. Yeah, don't have expectations, not only from your teachers, normally better from your partners, <laughs> from your loved ones. Practice detachment um, because any expectations um, uh, is a way to the disappointment again. Unethical behavior Uh, ethics is something that should be more clearly defined in the yoga world. I find that it's really missing out on this aspect. Like when you, for instance, 
are studying law or if you're studying something that is connected to the medical profession, there's always like a whole course dedicated to ethics uh, in, in your profession. And in yoga te teacher trainings, usually you have, um, okay, yamas ni yamas, you know, the moral code, but um, they don't really speak about the practical applications of, of these codes when it comes to specific life situations. So as a teacher, you have a, a responsibility to keep a strong ethics uh, when it comes to dealing with your students. You don't want to hurt them. You don't want to damage them. Uh, and you don't want to be dishonest. You are, in a, you are in a position of power. You're in a position of authority. And so uh, when it comes to power, um, it could be abused. So be mindful of how you use your power. And if you use it for the good of the student or if you use it for your own good, for your own ego. Very good said. Last and not least, sexual misconduct. I agree with Anastasia that um, both sexes can be guilty. Also, a student uh, can kind of offer themselves to the yeah. guru, to the teacher. <laughs> Because there's also something in the mind. Yeah, if you're going, there is also some ideas um, that the guru that yeah guru this yeah is a special See, power yeah that can bring you much further through sexual yeah. um, way i think it's not working <laughs> unless this that your teacher is enlightened but we discussed before there is no enlightened persons here in our universe Think about this. If it's something going in this direction, that it's uh, then it's um, a sign for you. Maybe your teacher is not, um, shouldn't be your teacher. Maybe it will be your lover. <laughs> But uh, don't mix this both. Yeah, yeah. like w what we talked about, you know, uh, ethics. In the academic environment, when you are a teacher, you cannot have a lover who is your student. When it's not your student anymore, then of course, whatever, life happens, you can fall in love with your teacher, you can fall in love with your student. been very much the case throughout ages in, in, in human relationship happens. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a very dangerous and bad situation for the people involved and also for everyone else who is uh, around and who is witnessing this relationship. Or if you are a doctor and patient, you don't uh, have a relationship with your patient when you're a doctor. Or if you're a lawyer and you are protecting someone's rights and, and representing them in, um, in court and fighting for justice for them, you don't want to mix in love and sex um, because it, it just, uh, it's going to make things complicated. Um, so uh, there's something that I really like to, to say. It's a little um, vulgar, but please bear with me. Uh, don't shit where you eat. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> Learning takeouts. Three questions for you today. Think about, uh, do you have already your uh, influential teacher? Maybe you have it. Maybe it's in your class and you just... Uh, never realized it and if you have uh, this teacher then think maybe how you can make your relationship more strong more beautiful second question who can you go to as your teacher on a weekly monthly and yearly basis so i was speaking um, before about the importance of seeing your teacher on on like a, a regular basis 
this is something that I really like personally for my for my journey because there is a certain track of progress and there's just like a speeding up of of of, of the journey because it's it's um it, it's really happening uh, constantly uh, whereas of course maybe it's it is the case that you your teacher is not around that your teacher is somewhere across the ocean so find ways how to uh, come in contact with them uh, make plans for when you can learn from them and the third one am i ready to be my own teacher my own inner guide yeah, this is speaking about this idea that inside we all have the truth. And um, inside each of us, uh, there is a, a teacher. And sometimes we can tap into that teacher, but sometimes it's very dangerous because um, if you're not aware enough and if you're not honest enough to yourself, it could be the case that who's speaking is not your inner teacher, but your ego. Very true. So for the next five episodes, we're going to speak on a very specific um, topic and just from different perspectives. It's going to be dedicated, um, all of them, to the idea of being a fresh yoga teacher. So episode six, how to find a place to teach. Episode seven, how to find your teaching style. Episode eight, sequencing structure of the class. Episode 9. Fears around teaching and public speaking. And the last episode. Continuous learning. Very good. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Yoga Teacher's Helper. With you were Anastasia and Nadezhda. Feel free to connect to us over our web space yogateachershelper.com over Facebook and our email.